0: A scripture reading for this first Sunday in Lent comes from Mark's gospel, the first chapter, beginning in the ninth verse. Would you stand for the hearing of God's holy word? In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him, and a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And then the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beast. And the angels waited on him, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated.
1: Gritty Grace. What do you think of when you hear the word gritty? What comes to mind? I think of um, a vacation day at the beach when out of the blue came a very sudden wild windstorm. And all of a sudden, sand was blowing everywhere. And things changed from paradise to a nightmare in about One second. One of those days you couldn't get the sand out of your eyes, you couldn't get the sand out of your mouth or out of your nose, sand stuck to every exposed inch of skin, sticking to the sunscreen like uh, glitter in the Sunday school class, you know. <laughs> I happened to be eating lunch and it took, uh, gave me a whole new meaning to the word sandwich, Right? <laughs> Took like five showers to get all the grit out of your hair and your clothes, and yeah, that's gritty stuff. But I have to say, the first thing that came to my mind when I think of the word gritty is uh, the loving spoonful. Anyone? Hot time, summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirt and grit. Yeah, well, never mind. Sharon Rainey says that life is messy. Grit and grace come at us fast. Side by side. I like the way she puts those two words together. Because one definition of gritty is a strong quality of uncompromising realism. Grace is... Real. Grace comes to us in the real world. And Lent, more than any other time in the Christian year, reminds us that the Christian faith is for real people in the real world. Not the way the world should be, or the way we want the world to be, or the way we're trying to get the world to be, but the way the world is. God does not wait until we're so heavenly minded that we're of no earthly good to come to us with grace. God comes to us wherever we are, whoever we are, whatever's going on in our life with gritty grace. Grace. Each year on the first Sunday of Lent, we hear the story of Jesus in the wilderness. Matthew and Luke tell a very longer, much more detailed version of the story. They give the individual temptations, make stones into bread, bow down and worship Satan and have the Control of all the kingdoms of the world. Climb to the highest pinnacle of the temple and jump off. People will see the angels catch you and everyone will believe in you. Much longer and much more detailed. But Mark tells the story very differently, doesn't he? This is the first story of Jesus in the gospel of Mark. There are no birth stories In Mark, there's no angels and no Mary and Joseph, or Elizabeth and Zechariah. There are no shepherds or stars. The good news of Jesus Christ starts when John the Baptist shows up on the scene preaching repentance and baptism. And Jesus shows up not as a baby, but as a full grown man ready to begin the ministry. As Jesus is baptized, he sees the heavens opened. Not John the Baptist or the crowd. Jesus sees the heavens open. And Jesus sees the Spirit descend upon him like a dove. And Jesus hears the voice of God say you are my son you are beloved remember just last week on transfiguration Sunday in the gospel of Mark on the mountaintop the voice spoke but it was not for Jesus benefit it was for Peter James and John this is my son this is the beloved listen to him But this seems to be God speaking to Jesus and saying, Okay, now is the time. And then we see for the first of 40-something times in the Gospel of Mark, the word immediately shows up. Immediately the Spirit drives Jesus into the wilderness. Matthew and Luke have Jesus being led into the wilderness. Mark uses a much stronger word. He is driven into the wilderness, forcefully by the Spirit. But then all Mark says, he was there for 40 days, tempted by the devil, was hanging out with the wild animals, and taken care of by the angels. Mark doesn't tell us how he was tempted. In fact, he tells the story in such a way that I think Mark wants us to know whatever it was Satan tried to tempt him with didn't stand a chance. Jesus already knew that the time had come. And Jesus spent that 40 days in the wilderness focusing on how God wanted him to be the Messiah. There were lots of different ideas of who the Messiah would be and what the Messiah would do and how they would go about being the Messiah. And that time in the wilderness was where Jesus understood clearly what God's expectation for him would be. John the Baptist gets arrested in Galilee. Jesus heads back there and begins, picks up where John the Baptist left off. The time has come near, repent and believe the good news. Short and sweet and immediate, the way Mark tells everything. But I think Mark wants us to understand that grace has to be gritty because life is gritty. And that life takes each of us into our own wilderness. Our wilderness might be a wilderness of unhealthy relationships. Or the wilderness of economic disaster. Or stress that robs us of the joy of our life. Our wilderness might be making decisions about how to best help our kids or to keep our families together. Our wilderness might be wrestling and dealing with health situations, our own or those of people that we love and hold dear to us. We all... Have life leading us into our own wilderness. And each of our wildernesses have their own wild beasts in them. Some of those are addictions and fear and unforgiveness and anger and jealousy and grief or shame or guilt. Those beasts are real. And it's a battle. And it takes gritty grace to meet us there. But God's grace, like Jesus who revealed God's grace so fully, is gritty enough to come to us where we are, whatever our wilderness is. Whatever beast we are fighting God's grace comes to us right where we are. Whatever we're doing. Whatever we're facing. Whatever we're struggling against. Whatever we need. Because God's grace fears nothing. God's grace fears nothing. Our world is not always pretty. Our lives are not always pretty. Sometimes we make a mess of our lives. Sometimes other people make a mess of our lives. The world isn't always pretty, but grace is gritty enough to seek us out and find us and meet us there and save us and let us begin again in grace. Right there in the midst of our wilderness. So during this season of Lent, let us trust God and God's Amazingly gritty grace in our life. Let us honestly offer all of our life to God, not just the best of us, but the worst of us as well. Wilderness and all, let us trust it to God's grace. And let's let God's grace make us new. Remember, there is always more grace in God than there is sin in us. So we can trust in God's grace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.